Welcome to Culture Bites, where we take culture theory and turn it into everyday insights. We're powered by Human Synergistics, and our mission is to change the world one organization at a time. We can only do that together with our amazing community, so thank you for listening. Welcome to Culture Bites. My name's Dominic Gawley. I'm a consultant with Human Synergistics Australia. I'm joined by our general manager, David Byram, or DB. Hey, DB. Hi, Dominic. How are you? It's great to be here. I'm doing well. A uh, few challenges out there, though, DB. It is a different world at the moment, which is a great topic for our, our podcast today. The world has changed. I'm sure we will return to the inverted commas of a new normal. It will take some time, but I'm sure we'll all survive. That's it, DB. And I think when we were entering into this whole thing, if I think back a few months, if I'm honest, I was kind of like, thought it would blow over in a couple of weeks. You know, I was kind of like, oh, we'll work at home for a while. We'll all be back to it, you know. And then it kind of dawned, dawned on me over time, as I'm sure it did for all of us, that it's not a two-week thing. It's a six-month, who knows how long thing. It's a uh, thing until we find a vaccine, I until, suspect. Until we find a vaccine. Or as I say to my boys, we're one day closer to the end. Well, true. We always get one day closer. What I'm wondering, DB, is, you know, in a crisis like this, in a moment like this, it can be really testing of the cultural organizations have and the leadership within those organizations. So what would be interesting today is to talk to you about, you know, how does it impact on culture and what can we be doing as leaders and organizations to respond to a crisis like this and to maintain our culture or even improve it? You know, what's the Winston Churchill quote, never let a good crisis go to waste? You know, how might we be able to use it as well? How might we be able to leverage it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a big topic, Dom. It's almost like culture, leadership, and COVID-19 all in 20 minutes. Oh, sounds easy. Let's do it. <laughs> sounds good. Far away, Dom. What are the questions? Well, so I guess if we start from the top, you know, and at that culture level, you know, what is it anyway and why does it matter now? Yeah, good question. I think it's always important to refresh on what is culture. And culture is the way we do things. So right now, today, it's the way we do things from home for the majority of us. Mm-hmm. But is those behaviors that exist in teams and organizations, and then influence how we make decisions, how we involve others, how we communicate. It really determines everything we do. And this domain we're working in from home now means we still want to involve, make good decisions, but we're going to probably do it a little bit differently. Uh So I often say it's, what are the behaviors we're creating now that allow people to thrive in today's world rather than survive? Because we still want people to thrive. They live those behaviors that are curious, making a difference, caring, supporting, being creative. That's mm-hmm. how we do that. Okay. So, you know, what we're aiming for is not any different. That's the same. But how we're doing it is what has to change and adjust. Yeah. There'll be some subtleties to the how because we're now doing calls via Zoom or Teams or yep. Blue Jeans yep. or some other platform. Yep. yep. And it's, how do we get the protocols around Zoom meetings or team meetings uh-huh. just so that we can still involve everybody? I mean, it's quite interesting. What I'm hearing around that connected piece is some organizations are feeling they're more connected. Mm-hmm. So they they can go to anybody, anytime. They've got their Zoom, they've got their teams, and they're more connected. I'm also working with other clients who are feeling that they're less connected because, and those clients are predominantly still essential services working on facilities. Uh. And they've now isolated their teams into small groups of five or 10. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're even disparate in their lunchrooms. Mm-hmm. So they don't get to talk or socialize like they used to in our world of social distance. Yeah, that's right. So it's all kind of shifted. And it's interesting. I, I wonder, you know, as a theory, has this just sort of exacerbated whatever culture you already had? You know, so if you're good at doing communication, I mean, it's tested it, I guess, but, you know, maybe it's uh, played that up rather than reduced yeah, It's it good down. theory. I think in part, yes, it would be my answer. I think for those who li- lived a constructive culture and were predominantly in there about being curious, being agile, being mm. innovative, mm. making the difference, supporting their teams, have responded well. They were quick to mobilize, providing people what they needed to work from home, mm. access screens, mm. et cetera, and quick to set up some really good practices. Mm. Organizations that were passive were probably holding back and hoping it was going to blow over and then seeking a lot of guidance and direction. Uh-huh. Organizations that were probably more aggressive did send everybody home, but mm. then they wanted them to do timesheets, check in. Are mm. you really working? Didn't trust them. Yep. Yeah. Was the trust level there? Mm. Which is difficult because, you know, and, and well, that's the thing. If you have that kind of culture where, you know, I am looking over your shoulder all the time and now I physically can't look over your shoulder, that's going to send me into a tailspin, you know, in the organization. As a leader, it's going to make me anxious. And oh, It's going to make me anxious. And so I probably double down on some things. <laughs> yeah. Show me that report. Whereas the report will happen. It's about creating that trust, which is a constructive culture. And is it right now, you know, so I guess what's the value of culture generally and why right now is it particularly important, DB? Yeah, good, really good question. Look, we know culture relates to performance. The bottom line is it relates to performance for your employees, your customers, and your shareholders. So culture's always been important and it Uh will always be important. Uh And that's not going to change. But it's around how do we ensure we're delivering maximum value? So we're enhancing that employee experience, that customer experience, and that shareholder experience. And for organizations, their culture is that one unique, single, and sustainable competitive advantage they can have. Uh. The behaviors they create and the behaviors they expect is their true advantage. So. If I've got behaviors now that I'm actually motivating and encouraging employees to be creative, look after each other, check in, be true to yourself, make sure you're caring for yourself. And I'll talk a bit about leaders caring for themselves shortly. But if we're encouraging those behaviors, we will sustain and we will thrive as an organization. Mm. And so why does that matter right now in particular, DB? Well, I think what's happening right now is organizations that are, no one's leaving right? So no one's leaving to find a new job now. Right. right. That, yeah. There is an exception. I heard someone resign the other week and I went, wow, that's an interesting it's time bold to resign. Move, yeah. Bold move. But no one's leaving right now. But what will happen is the, the world will return to a new normal, a different normal. Yep. And organizations that have supported and cared for their people now and looked after them are going to have a greater chance of retaining and holding those people. And we've said on previous podcasts, is your culture is what retains, Mm. all right? Your brand attracts Mm. and your culture retains. Mm. So right now, it's all about retaining and it's playing for that long-term gain, Mm. setting up that advantage. So that's with your people. With your customers, your customers also want you to be proactive in supporting them. They'll be in pain. There's no doubt about it. Everyone is, yep. Yeah. So how are you treating your customers now? 
have you extended payment terms from 30 to 45 days, uh-huh. which in the grand scheme of things, is, it's going to impact you, but it's not a big deal, or even go to 60 days. But if you've done that, they're going to actually look to you and go, wow. And your culture has been, I understand you. How can I support you? How can I help you? Uh-huh. And look, as an organization, I'll reach out. Our suppliers to us uh, have been really good. They've been awesome. We're impacted like everybody else. And we're also trying to support our network as uh, well. Uh, yeah, that's it. So, I mean, but point on our own experience as well in some of this. As well, DB, is it, you know, I'm thinking in a crisis, there's been a lot of change, stuff happening, right? We've had to respond to a lot of things as organizations, you know, and I'm thinking then the different types of culture we can have, you know, if we're in that passive space, maybe we're not responding. You know, maybe we're not able to make the changes because I'm waiting for that direction from people. And the red, you know, and sometimes they often go together, right? Red and green. That aggressive style, you know, it's up to one person making the calls or something and everyone else is following. But, you know, now you've got one brain rather than 20 brains, 100 brains, whatever it is, because people aren't using their initiative, you know? So it holds you back versus if we've got that constructive culture coming into this, well, people can make stuff happen, right? I can see you know, challenges, threats, opportunities, and respond to them rather than just waiting. I think that's very insightful. Organizations, and what we're seeing with our clients and through our network, organizations that have got this unified approach from leadership teams, Uh. where leadership teams are connecting daily or every second day, and they're really on the page together and building a plan together, and then going away and executing their own responsibilities, but coming back and checking on that plan they are the ones that are really leading the charge and staying ahead because it's not relying on one person. Uh. Every leadership team has unique qualities and individuals within that team have unique qualities. And the challenge is to leverage all those unique qualities of those individuals so the team can perform. So we can see that where it's all resting on one person's shoulders, that person gets more stressed, more anxious, and they really, you can see it physically and emotionally on them. So how do you spread that load? And a constructive organization and constructive teams are doing that very well. And I think there's examples of that where you can see the national cabinet we have here in Australia Mm. have done an awesome job. Mm. I'm not involved in that cabinet, but I can only imagine (laughs) the complexities. I won't talk about the egos in the room. The complexities that would come with that challenge. And at times they probably don't appear completely aligned, but on the whole, They've done a really good job. Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's that kind of in a crisis. Yeah, you know, how do we respond to it? Well, they're even involving your uh, your Kiwi counterpart now, uh, Jacinda. Yeah, yeah she's the, been in there too, which is awesome. Yeah, well, we might be able to travel uh, over there for Christmas. Who knows? <laughs> uh, won't be going anywhere else from the sounds of things. Well, I think that's probably a fair statement. <laughs> um, so, uh, DB, if, if if I'm a leader and I'm listening to this podcast right now. You know, what can I be doing in this moment to lead the culture, to support the culture during this kind of, you know, challenging period? Very good question. I think I'd start by saying leadership and culture are intertwined. You can't separate them. They're the head and tail of the the same coin. And both of them combined drive performance. A performance in our employees, our customers, our shareholders, whatever measures we're going to put around that. Mm. And leaders really set the tone. So through what I do, and it's equally as important what I don't do. Mm. So in the time of COVID-19 today, 
where am I spending my time? Where am I spending my attention? What am I focusing on? People are watching me. How open are you? How transparent are you? How authentic are you? Being you, it's tough times. And people know that. And are you sharing that? You really are setting that tone from the top. Mm. Yeah, definitely. People are looking, you know, when the fire breaks out or when the crisis breaks out, everyone looks to the leader for that direction, yeah. right? And, you know, leaders do what they do, send messages, yeah. you know, whether intended or not, right? People are taking meaning from the things you do, the decisions you make. A hundred percent. The words you use, the emphasis you place on certain words mm. could very well be unintentional. Mm. It's all about how you send that message, physically, verbally, when you're interacting with people, how that interaction is. It's a tough, tough gig because there's some tough for choices sure. that all organizations are making right now. And for leaders, it's like my advice would be trust yourself. Uh-huh. Get some good data, look after yourself, and be resilient. Okay. Yeah. So, so back yourself in your decisions. You know, what else? Because, you know, how, how can they be really, you know, looking after the system you know, not just the immediate need, which I guess they're responding to, but how do they take in that bigger picture, DB? I think they've got to use that all the data sources around them. So I'd say is get input. Mm. There's lots of sources for input. So I think you've got to circle around, talk to your team, talk to people level deeper in the organization, Mm. use your network, use your friends, be all over what's happening in the media. So you can actually communicate and have data that backs up what you're doing. So I think get your sources of data would Mm. be the first thing. Mm. The next thing I'd say was share and be open and really communicate. You cannot under-communicate. So I would be saying communicate, communicate, and communicate. But to that end, I Mm. wouldn't be replaying what's in the media, Mm -hmm. all right? I'd be replaying the state of the nation that's important and relevant for you. What's in the media everybody's reading? We know. They already know it. It's not new information. Uh, And I I often ask myself, what is the information people want to know? All right? So if I'm talking to our teams and the broader teams, what information do they want to know? And there's really two questions top of mind. Will I be okay? Yeah, that's where I was going to go. And will the organization be okay? Yeah. All right? And then they'll probably go, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for my team? How does it impact me? All that kind of stuff. Yep. So I always think about it, okay, I've got to answer the question, what does it mean for them and what does it mean for the organization? Uh And providing some level of security that I've answered those two questions because that's what they need to know. Yep. So communicate, communicate, communicate and be consistent, all right? Your message as an organization, we really hurled and got lots of data and we're doing lots of analysis internally and using external data sources before we jumped and made some decisions. And now we're very consistent on our decisions that we've made to move forward. DB, what about, you know, I can see a leader saying, because there's some discussions right now, you know, business is tough and a lot of organizations may have to make hard choices, you know, about what they do with their workforce and all that kind of stuff. You know, I can't communicate all of that, you know, as it's still in discussion, decisions not made, but people are going to be wondering that. So, you know, how do you weigh that up? How do you deal with that? Yeah. Tell them where you're at in the process. People know Yeah, well, we all know. (laughs) People know. Yeah. yeah. And I can tell you what we did and what I've seen others done is we're in discussion and all options are on the table. Being very transparent around 
the impact to the organization, what's going on, mm. whether or not that's a drop in revenue or supply chain blockages, yep. draw the picture for people. So people clearly understand. And what I find is if we've drawn the picture for people and you've clearly articulated the challenge, they will know why you've made decisions when you make them. You still mm. need to explain the why, mm. but they'll understand it. There's some tough choices organizations have had to make though. A lot of organizations. And they're just under immense pressure. Yeah. If you look at, there's some big organizations like Virgin who yeah. made some tough, tough choices, but they've done it well. They've come out, they've communicated, they've been pretty clear with their teams. So you got to congratulate those leaders. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's not an enviable position to be in. No. Uh, I don't think anyone would put their hand up for a job as a leader in these organizations, but being constructive communicating, being clear, being transparent. I think, sorry to cut you there. The only other thing I'd say, you know, as a leader, sometimes you forget to care for you. That's what I was going to ask you. So we're in sync, Don. We read oh, each there other. there we go. <laughs> um, don't underestimate the impact of this on you. Yeah. As a person, as a father or a, as a husband or a wife, wife or, a, or a mother. Yep. Don't underestimate the impact on you. How are you caring for you? Mm. It's almost what are you doing for you mm. and how are you looking after yourself? And a little bit, it's that old adage, I can't care for others unless I'm caring for myself. Put, put your own mask on before yeah. assisting others, yeah. yep. So helping everybody be resilient is not going to help if they see you stressed to the max. And fall over, no, it'll probably just panic you more if your leaders uh, you so, know, look like they're going to the wall. Yeah, so being really clear and looking after yourself. I wonder as well, DB, like, you know, leadership can be a lonely place in normal times. I wonder particularly right now when there's a lot going on and tough decisions potentially being made, is it particularly lonely? You know, because there's conversations you might not be able to have with people outside of the leadership team. And if your leadership team's not the most functional team, maybe you can't even have them inside the leadership team. You know, what could leaders do in that kind of circumstance? Yeah, good question. Use your network. Uh, use your support base. If you've got a coach, reach out to your coach. Uh. And if you've got a dysfunctional leadership team, make them functional. <laughs> it's probably another topic, actually. I, I, actually, that would be a great another topic is how to, I think this provides a watershed moment for teams to yeah. actually make a change, you know? Yeah, how do teams actually be truly champion teams rather than teams of individuals? That's it. All right, well, that might moment. be another one. Let's save uh, that. But look, use your network. There's... Lots of people are going through the same pain. Mm. I, I can tell you personally, I'm reaching out to my colleagues around the world, mm. both because I care for them and also because we bounce ideas off each other. Mm-hmm. And we talk about what's going on from Serbia to Romania to UK, US. I've got some very close contacts that live in New York at the moment. Yeah. And I think my calls to them are more of a, an escape. Yeah, right. Uh, everybody's feeling this degree of pain and you're not alone. Mm find some people that can support and share. Yeah, It's nice. really living that care. Yeah. Okay. What What other tips, insights would you leave with people to think about? God, that's a good question. Have we got another 25 minutes? Another five minutes. How about that? That's a really good question. I think what I would say is know your culture and know what you aspire to be as a leader and as an organization mm. and live those. Check yourself. Check yourself when you get home every day. Did I live what I aspire to be? Mm. It's probably good practice, not even in COVID-19. Yeah. But in COVID-19, 
really know your culture and live those aspirations. I would then say keep regular check, like measure where you're at, mm-hmm. measure the connectedness of your employees. We rapidly deployed a connection meter, and this mm-hmm. is not a plug. You can do it however you want. But measure your culture, measure your connectedness of your employees. Yep, especially um, during turbulent times. In yep. turbulent times, more yep. so than ever. And we know in this current time, the key issues on top of mind to people are there are the leaders. Yep. How visible are they? Are they around? Can I contact them? How practical is it for me right now to get to information, work, yep. work from home, yep. all that? I won't talk about internet access, doing homeschooling or whatnot. The, yeah. the pipe you got to fight not, for it, yeah. The pipe is not big enough. <laughs> and then I would just say, think about how we can collaborate. So we want to collaborate in this virtual, socially distant world. How can we do that? Yeah. How do we set up a mode that we can collaborate and get ahead of the curve? So no measure. And I think finally, I'd just say, communicate, mm. be real, be clear, mm. and do it often. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant, DB. Thanks for those tips. I hope that's helpful for any leaders, listeners out there, you know, just for leading through and how to how to maintain culture or even build culture during yeah. a challenging time like this. Yeah, thanks, Tom. I think I'd summarize by saying culture's not more important today. It's always important. But your culture of today will definitely determine your success for the future. Love it. Great note to end on. Thanks, DB. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for listening to this episode of Culture Bites. If you enjoy the show, remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, leave us a review. It helps other people to find the show. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, email podcast at human-synergistics.com.au. We'd love to answer it. This podcast is copyrighted by Human Synergistics Australia. All rights reserved. To learn more about what we do, visit human-synergistics.com.au.